0: Well, it's that year again, the year that many might look forward to and the year that many might dread. Not the acceptable year of the Lord, but election year. So many over numerous years have asked me to talk to people about politics and who to vote for and what should we be voting for. For so long, I have decided not to do that directly. But of course, directly through the Word of God, we have touched upon many issues in which to edify the believer, that if they are so going to choose to vote, that they can make a vote based upon biblical principles. Yet, it seems with the mass confusion in the world and in our nation today, it is called for to have more direct communication about these things. Welcome to the weekly Wholesome Words podcast where we examine the sound doctrine in God's Word for the specific purpose to know Christ, gain the renewing of our mind, that we might prove what is His will in our lives, that all things would work together for His purpose. I'm Josh Strzelecki, pastor and teacher of Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. Join me in this episode, The Bible and 2020 Politics. As I stated, there have been many instances where people I wanted to talk politics, and um, obviously the Word of God has everything to say about the situations, circumstances in this world. Uh, It is the will of God that we learn in God's Word to apply to the details of our life, and I've been hesitant because usually when we're talking about politics, we're talking about policies and legislature to uh, control the... Uh, Masses, right, to restrain uh, fleshly uh, people. And that the primary focus, the sole focus of the Church of the Body of Christ and the members of the Church of the Body of Christ is essentially to be the upholders of truth, understanding that it is truth that penetrates the mind and penetrates the heart. Uh, And it is through the word that God uses uh, to change the hearts of men. And that is what produces lasting results. So it is not that we aren't for certain things, but the medium in which we utilize to make the change is oftentimes uh, quite different. Uh, Yet one of the things that I've been learning is, um, you know, some of these things are are good. Uh, Institutions and ordinances of God that... Uh, you want to take into consideration if you so choose to use the vote um, during an election year and in election year to to think about how you're going to use the vote. And so uh, there's a few things that I want to make mention of and discuss uh, to hopefully guide you. Uh, One thing I'll never do is endorse a candidate um, as a Christian talking about Uh, politicians and political figures you're always going to get in trouble if you're very outspoken because the world is smart enough and wise enough to understand uh, some sense of Christianity uh, to utilize against you uh, when you advocate and you endorse um, a sinful man or a sinful woman and whether they have better policies or not there's one thing that we can point to And of course, we don't expect anything different from ungodly men and women in positions of authority and power. Uh, That is to be expected. And we, of course, uh, know the scriptures in regards to that, Romans 13, and uh, Titus chapter 3, and uh, other texts uh, in Peter's epistles. And so we need to be careful. And uh, you're going to run into trouble because you're going to have the temptation to defend legislation and policies of temporal, worldly, fleshly uh, dynamics uh, that are going to, in the eyes of the worldly insight of Christianity, uh, understand that those things at one point or another contradict Christian principles. This is the contention. This is the, the rub and this is why oftentimes uh, there can be such um, persecution and suffering of Christians who are outspoken about uh, certain things. Uh, I will never endorse endorse a candidate. And here's the the primary reason why. Because the kingdom of God, if I may put it that way, the eternal purpose of God in Christ for the heaven and earth, gathering it together in one under the imperial headship of the Lord Jesus Christ is not dependent upon your vote. It isn't dependent upon who's in office. It isn't dependent upon any worldly, temporal, fleshly actions that we may or may not take. I'm reminded of Isaiah 55 verse 11 where it talks about the word of God and how it will not return unto him void, uh, but it will do the thing which he set it out to do. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 when the Lord talks about how he'll build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm reminded of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12. His imprisonment and suffering turned out rather to the furtherance of the gospel, and so uh all things are ours as believers, and we must view them and understand them as such and oftentimes um, in politics it 's uh what is often called identity politics it's it 's one way or the other way it 's one party or the right or the other it 's the left or the right, and there 's um seemingly no room. For any kind of uh, dynamic thought um, and wisdom to be employed, uh, but rather a, de- a defending for of, of someone's sin, uh, ungodly uh, actions, ungodly rhetoric and tone, um, as as well as uh, ungodly policies and, and 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 those kind of things. Anyways, with all that rambling behind us. Um, the other thing before I, I get into some criteria, if you're going to utilize the vote uh, this election year, is to be careful. Uh, to be careful to not allow the news and media, social media, media, uh, be your discipler. Don't be a disciple of news. Um, be a disciple of of Christ, Be a follower of Paul as he follows Christ. And be one who walks after the Spirit. Be one who has the Word of God and a defense and a reason for all the things in which you hope for and in which you stand for and that those things would come from the truth itself. Getting to what you should look at, some things, not everything, but some things that you should base your vote upon when we're looking at purely external policies and legislation, when we're taking a look at uh, what God has given government for the role that God has given them, uh, there are a few things that you want to reflect upon and think about in view of biblical principles. Again, um, be mindful that if you advocate for someone You are going to be put in the category of advocating for everything in which they stand for, everything that they've done, everything that they say, everything that they might do. And as ones that hold forth the word of life, be careful of what you hold up. And that you're not found wanting of holding up a candidate because you think they're best than the other candidate. But you forgo truth and righteousness in all things. When we look at some things as far as what you could base your vote upon and discerning who you would vote for or the party you would vote for, there's four major things I want to look at. And there are four major ordinances of God that he instituted, four major uh, institutions. And when you're considering a party or a candidate, you want to examine their, legi- their, their potential legislation and their policies in view of these four things as well as other things. But oftentimes when we're talking about external policies and temporal, fleshly, worldly things, from the eyes of God, what you want to think about is the issue of restraining sin and upholding righteousness. Okay, So, number one, the four things that God has instituted to restrain sin is the work of the law in our hearts. In Romans chapter one, I'm sorry, at the end of Romans chapter two, uh, Paul talks about this. It says that they are law unto themselves, the world, uh, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. And their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. The work of the law on the hearts and the the resource and the tool in which it utilizes the weapon of it is the conscience. It excuses or accuses. The issue of of right and wrong and upholding that which is right and wrong. And the world continues to, to, to fight against that and go against that. And destroy the conscience Sear with a hot iron The conscience That's done not only in the so called church But it's most definitely done In the world Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 They being past feeling Have given themselves up to all uncleanness With greediness The past feeling The feeling of Excusing or accusing uh, In view of The law Right and wrong. So how does your candidate, how does your uh, party uh, view the conscience? How, did, how do they view excusing or accusing, and on what basis, to the family? Uh, the family is something that God instituted to restrain sin. Right? And there's a, there's a resource and a tool in which is given uh, the family and parents as they parent children, it's the rod of correction. There's two sides of this. Nurture and admonition. To bring up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. How does this come into play uh, this year? Well, if we take the organization Black Lives Matter, uh, not the principle, not the concept of Black Lives Matter, of course, all black lives matter. All lives matter. But when we take the organization that is against the conscience it's against family it's against government and it's against the church in view of their own statements in view of what is on their website uh, these things become apparent these things become evident and when we think about the organization in view of what God has instituted and how Black Lives Matter is against the nucleus of the family um, you need to be aware of your candidate and your party, and endorsing an organization like that. What is the view of your candidate and party regarding the family? Okay. Number three, government. God instituted government. We learned this in Romans thirteen. We see this all the way back in the beginning when God made Adam. He put him in a position of dominion uh, to rule the earth, subdue it. Um. The weapon, the resource, the tool in which government is given by God is the sword to restrain sin, to restrain evil. They are to praise good and they are con- to condemn evil. Uh, they do that with the police. Uh, the police are the means to praise good and condemn evil. Now, of course, all these, the, the family, the government, um, and the work of the law, On the hearts, all are tainted with sin. So, uh, perfection is, is not a possibility. Yet, they're still there to mitigate sin. They're still there to restrain sin. They're still there to hold back the world of the Angali developing to its highest height. Okay. So, what is your candidate and what is your party's view of government? And their sword, the police. In view of Romans 13, that they are to praise good and condemn evil. Uh, Lastly, and probably most importantly, in a sense, is the church. And the resource, the tool, the weapon given to the church is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And it's profitable for all things. And the government, the family... The work of law uh, on our hearts, the the conscience, especially family and government. You're you're dealing with temporal uh, things that are important. Uh, But there's none compared to the church that's primary weapon is the word of God. To deal with the hearts of men. And of course, if it's a Christian family... Uh, that rod of correction um, is going to be the word of God, utilizing the word of God. So there's some there's some interconnection uh, between these. But those are the four ordinances that God has instituted, the conscience, the family, government, and church. And what is your candidate's and your party's view of those things? Now of course there's many other things, right? Many other things when we talk about godliness. Um, but to advocate in such a way for an individual who is ungodly, who isn't uh, a person who trusts Christ as their all sufficient Savior, who does not live by the authority and the preeminency of in, uh, of Scripture, uh, to expect some kind of of, of candor and, and some kind of Uh, rhetoric that is sinless, that is somewhat righteous, uh, is not to be expected. Um, So balancing those things is oftentimes difficult because if you stand for the one, oftentimes you'll be accused that they don't have the other. And if they have the one, they can be accused that they don't have the other. And so I hope that in view of this uh, brief podcast, this brief episode on those four things, and some other insights uh, that provides you the groundwork in which to discern if you utilize the vote um, in this country that you would base it upon those four things and other things Uh, of course when we talk about the conscience and when we talk about the the work of law and the hearts and the family um, one of the primary things is abortion. Uh, what do, what does your candidate and your party, or what do the candidates and the parties believe and think about abortion? Pro-life, pro-choice. What do they think about the family? What do they, what do they think about the the man, and the, uh, the husbands and the, and the fathers in the family? What are their views on those things when we talk about biblically? speaking those as christians those are things that the word of god effectually works in us to be light in life in this dark and deadly world ungodly world and so when you're looking at external policies and legislation you want uh to have temporal fleshly worldly us order and structure concerning those things that are helpful and, and, and here's the thing, as I stated earlier uh, in this episode, your vote and your uh, uh, whatever party, whatever candidate, and, and whatever administration takes office has no bearing upon the kingdom of God. It would be foolish for us to say, oh, we want a policy that upholds the family. Uh, we want a candidate that upholds the family. But then as a Christian, uh, you rely upon the policy and not the effectual working of God's word to be a father, a godly father, and a godly husband, a a, a godly wife, a a godly mother. That makes no sense at all. That that is to put the trust in men and not in God. And so what I mean by that the vote and the administration that takes office doesn't essentially matter regarding the kingdom of God. These are the things that we ought to be concerned with anyways. These are the things that we ought to be doing even in the midst of, of opposition and suffering. We are the church, the pillar and ground of the truth. We hold forth the word of life no matter who's in office. And so may all these things take their secondary place and not, their, not a primary place in our mind and our hearts. And may that be reflected in your speech. May that be reflected on social media platforms. May that be reflected in your heart. And may that be reflected in the time that you spend. It's not that you can't spend time in these things. But what is of utmost importance? And all too often, we can try to put our trust and our hope and a change in politicians and parties and administrations I say, God, Has called us to be that change in the world. Examine yourself. Prove the will of God in your life. And when we do that as the church. We'll be that light. And we'll have our speech seasoned with salt. To the glory and praise of God. Which will not only profit in this life ourselves and others. And our profiting should appear to all. And it will save ourselves and save others. But our profiting will be for all eternity. It will transcend and be translated from this worldly, temporal, fleshly into the eternal, into the godly. Well, as I said, I hope that is of some help. And I hope that provides something For those that have asked me over the years and who have been asking me uh, as of late, I chose to utilize this platform uh, to reach out to all you uh, looking at things going on in this world and so that you have some wisdom of God's Word to direct your mind and heart to and have some things to think about as far as the basis if you're going to utilize the vote. um, But may you never forget May you never forget the weapon you wield in the Word of God. And may you never just esteem it as the Word of men, but as it is in truth, the Word of God that worketh effectually in them that believe, and is the light that shines in the dark hearts of men. As it once did with you, and as it continues to do, so can it do towards others those are the words and it is the policies of God's word it is the grace commandments the grace legislation that we are under that ought to be reflected in our lives towards others to the praise of his glory if you have any questions I encourage you to email me, contact the ministry and I'd love to be of any further help, until next time look up